0: Broadcasting from deep within the great bit of cartoon, this is the t Discussion Podcast, your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews, with your hosts T.J. Bowser, Jordan White, Logan Levesque, and Grandmaster Mo. And welcome back to the Do-Back Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser.
1: Jordan, white on the side? Yo, Joe the Rogue here, man.
2: Grandmaster Moe, signing on.
0: And JL. JL's our friend from uh, PlayStation Network. He'll be joining us for this episode. Today's episode, we have a lot of Rebels-oriented stuff. Uh, We're going to start off this episode with the recap of Star Wars Rebels from last Monday, Jedi Knight, and Doom. Logan, what did you think about it?
3: It made me want to cry, man. Like it was an amazing episode. I think it was probably one of the best episodes Rebels has actually ever made. It was really strong, especially with uh, Jedi Knight. It kind of hit my little feelers when uh, uh Kanan got was killed, and it kind of felt like when Luke died, like there was a purpose, like and he went out with like you know a purpose, like I said, and it just kind of like came to peace almost, like. We were all expecting it. We knew Kanan was going to die somehow, some way during rebels, but it was just nice to see that he died when he was saving his friends. Uh, doom was also very interesting as well. Seeing how Keenan is now the wolf doom, uh, as Dave Filoni says. And I think it's just going to be a great start for the season and how Ezra will form to be what he becomes at the end of the season.
0: Oh, I completely agree. Uh, you, did you feel that Kanan's death was like more of an in-vain thing? Like the, pur- the purpose was good enough for you?
3: Yeah, I felt like the purpose was good. I felt like it was going to extend Ezra's story. I always say this. The Master's death always expands on the Apprentice's story. And that goes with anybody. And I just think this was a good decision by Dave Filoni and the whole Rebel squad. And I feel, I feel like it's just going to make the season and the whole series a whole
0: better. Yeah, and I think uh, you all can agree uh, with adding two Jedi to a series like this and putting it in the, the time frame that it is located in in the Star Wars canon that it kind of sort of complicated things at the beginning because there here is a Jedi and here is his Padawan. And in our New Hope, uh, we have no inclination that there were any other Jedi other than Obi-Wan Kenobi and then later to find out Yoda. But the problem with after the... With what's going on now is what happened and what happens to Ezra Bridger. What is going to happen, even with like the trailer that we saw, whenever the emperor says his name, uh, Muhammad. Do you have any input on this?
2: Um, I mean, obviously the the question of Ezra Bridger is he's the main character of it all. Everything revolves around him. It's all about his development, and I think it um it ties in. It it sort of complicates things because, um, like you said, of the timeline. But I do think that considering uh, the developments and obviously the, the major, um, the the major continued development and the the next stage in young Ezra Bridger's uh, um, training as a lightsaber wielder as a Jedi in the in and in the Force with the death of his master, I think now is kind of a good time actually for. The introduction of these um new characters it may complicate things a bit but um i'm not sure if this answers your question or not but i, I do think that um the timing of it
1: it'll play out in a way that'll please us i i suspect
0: what about you jordan
1: um I, you already know i don't really pay much attention to rebels but um I honestly think that this may be a turning point for Ezra. I think he may be able to either step up and fill Kanan's place, or he may end up falling to the dark side. If, if he does, if he does, then that would be a, I guess you could say, expected or unexpected, depending on how you look at it, turning of events.
0: JL, what's your opinion on this?
4: Well... Knowing that Ezra has been a low-key, excuse me, one of my favorites on the show, knowing what what direction he's going to go in now after these events have happened, I would love to see. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I genuinely look forward to whatever's going to happen. Because he could be, I'm thinking, in my opinion, he could be in, in the middle. He could use both the light side and Doug.
0: I think the the episodes which had him using the Jedi, uh, not Jedi, but the Sith Holocron really showed that he's open to using uh, more of the dark energy, the dark powers, you know. But I want to see if the Emperor tries to corrupt him and bring him over to the, you know, the proverbial dark side, as you will. Uh, Mm -hmm. Dave Filoni discussed some of the new episodes and everything. Uh, Logan, would you like to uh, lead us on this?
3: Yeah, man, uh, I like how when he talks about, uh, doom and how the wolf, the, like, the wolf doom could not have existed with Kanan in the same, at the same time, so I think that kind of makes it so that we know that Kanan is now the wolf, uh, doom, which I feel like the wolf doom, was the doom, blah, I'm going, lit but anyways, uh, I feel like, uh, Kanan Jarrus is the wolf and how, uh, he will still lead Ezra, and will kind of be like the Ben do. And um, I feel like he, I feel like Dave Filoni is going to extend the story a little bit more, and how he's going to play with the idea with uh, Hera and how it's going to be how the group is going to be more family connected because of Canaan's death.
0: I agree, uh, Muhammad. You read the article. What did you think about the article? Well, there's not
2: much to to say or to add, other than, um, I mean, the the main thing for me was, um, as someone who belatedly um, caught up on on the happenings of, of those first two episodes of the after the the season break, the, the fact that he really is dead. There's no ambiguity around it. He's a, he's now the wolf, um, and just kind of it's, it'll be interesting to see in what ways this development? We spoke earlier about how this development is going to impact um, Ezra Bidger's character development, but as well, I think Hera is another one um, we should look at the, her relationship to the to the rebellion. And as we know, she she stays in the rebellion, for she's no she, know, she um, uh, uh, over the we overhear General Syndulla being called in Rogue One. Yes. So she does stay with the rebellion, but this is the impact on her has got to be. Um, one that's game changing for her. One that I think is going to solidify.
0: So, if you're saying so, some of them, some people turn into Force ghosts. Now, does that mean Luke Skywalker is going to turn into a pork
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that going there, but perhaps.
0: Hey, it's it's the it's the sequels. We don't know what could happen. I mean, we saw Akbar die, so anything's possible now.
4: Oh, uh, don't
3: don't, don't do me
4: like oh, this. Oh, soft spot.
2: It's still it's still a tender it's a tender subject. It
0: tender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a toy fair was the last uh, going on the last week, and we got a lot a lot of stuff. They uh, announced a five hundred dollar Java sail barge, and I believe it's some sort of the sail barge is. Like, it's a limited thing. They're only making a certain amount of them. And it's one of those things, like, uh, what do they call those sites? Uh, where you have to put money in for a cause. Like, it's like a fundraising site.
2: Uh, crowdfunding, right? GoFundMe.
0: Yeah, it's like a GoFundMe type thing. And Hasbro has one for uh, Java's sale bar. It's $500. So they're going to make an exponential amount of money off of this, if everyone goes for it. The only issue is, as I see, it's going to be people are going to buy these up, you know, two or three at a time, thinking that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, high resale value. And (laughs) people aren't going to want a massive sale bar sitting in their living room or collectors room. That's going to take up too much property, you know. Why? I'm sure you can fit the entire… Vintage tenor figure line where the sail barge would be. (laughs) Perhaps. Some of the other uh, figures that were announced that we can see is uh, the Vice Admiral Haldo. I really like this one. Whoops. Fantastic. It's that new software, not software, but the new imaging technology that they're using for their face. And they got her so well. Right
2: hair is a little thick, but uh, it was—it seems to be a lot thinner in the movie, but I do like this. Uh, the aesthetic of it is very pleasing. Definitely.
0: What do you guys think about Commander Wolf? Looking good, looking good, man.
2: Yeah, man. Look at that scar.
0: Why does his face look like Jango Fett?
2: That's what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I mean, they are clones.
4: Wow, what a concept.
0: The Gamoria Guard, his, his like, little belt. It could be Captain Kelly. That looks legit. <laughs>
2: There, this Gamorrean Guard is just ugly, which is good.
0: I want, a yeah. Rancor. I want a Rancor to go with this.
2: Yeah, dude. That would be awesome. <laughs> i' get one. Does that and Han then we, Solo yeah. not
0: look like Alden Einrich, though? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, we, we discussed some of, some of these ones that we took a peek at last week. The, yes. um, the Kira one, the Han Solo one, and the Lando
0: one. Look at that Leia, um, though, that Hoth
2: Leia. Yeah, this is a good one as well.
0: That looks like Harry Fisher. That straight up looks like Harry Fisher. They did our justice with this one. And we have a new person. Uh if you guys both you well, everyone here knows that I have a lot of Black Series figures, and I have both current centerpiece ones. I have the Luke on Hoth centerpiece and I have the Darth Vader on Tantive IV centerpiece. And the things about the centerpieces are is that they're uh, the figure they're normal scale six inch Black Series figures. But they're like stuck in the in a position, and then they go on bases. Well, the one that they have here is a Kylo Ren, and all the all these uh what's, all these centerpieces have like light up effects. So from what it looks like here is the there's a fire light up effect on the base, and then the blaster bolt lights up also. Ooh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I it think
2: does would, look really badass. It
0: does. I think that would go with my entire Episode Seven Black Series collection. Really, really nice.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> from the new movie, though. Yeah,
0: Akira. Oh, yep. we have a name. Uh, what what'd you call that uh, trooper in the last episode? Uh, Logan. Oh, I
3: called it a scout trooper, it's but it's actually a range trooper. trooper.
0: We got an official name, which yep. would explain the visor. Maybe that visor yeah. has like a zoom effect. Yeah, oh, yeah. That would
3: be that would be awesome to see. And then we yeah, got Jordan does get his stormtrooper. new stormtrooper
0: now. Yep. <laughs>
3: Uh, also, this next stormtrooper, the Mimban stormtrooper, it looks amazing. It looks like an early version of Phasma in a way. So that's going to be very interesting it's to see in the, the new solo film.
0: I think the only reason it has a cape on it is to protect him from the elements, seeing that Mimban is you know, like a gaseous planet. Yeah. Like a swamp. It's like a giant Dagobah city swamp thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. <you can> yeah. <laughs> see his armor. It's very really dirty, musty.
0: Looks like he rolled around yep. in a pile of duback poo.
3: <laughs> who doesn't
0: uh, that's why it looks exactly like woody harrelson i mean well, i hope he does look and then at there's zuckus, zuckus which Gee is man. very
1: interesting doesn't he look like he's just about the same race as Plo Koon? i mean of course they wear masks <laughs> so they can breathe but do you think he could be maybe the same race no they're not Look,
3: it's, it looks similar,
2: especially with the tentacles coming down out of his chin.
0: Do we have yeah. a raise on him? Who? Zakis.
1: Fact check.
0: Yeah. Fact
1: check. Uh, I don't think so, but I was just asking, considering the mask. Need a little ding for the fact check. Gand. Wait a minute. No, it can't be, because I think Flokun has all five fingers. His species
0: yeah, is called it's Gand, from the world yep. of Gan. <laughs> wow <laughs> They wow. put a lot of effort wow. into that Wow <laughs> Man I'm really excited wow. for all these Black Series figures I plan on picking up A lot of them <laughs> I want that ranch trooper. <laughs> trooper I don't
4: know <laughs> right? What
0: would you say, JL? I said,
4: honey, where all the money go? We're going to buy groceries you just right. sitting there with all the Black Series I don't know what happened to them
0: So, uh, <laughs> Grandmaster How about that, uh, sound documentary?
2: Well, um, I mean, I'm excited to, to watch. I'm really into the kind of the mechanics of how everything's done. Like, like the fact that BB eight is a puppet and not CGI, I found really intriguing. So now that we get to see how his different, um, sounds are made. And I mean, we know his sounds are a lot more intricate than, um, R2 D2s. So just going into the, the mechanics again, uh, of the production, of how they bring these things to life and make them lovable,
1: um, I'm really excited for. Yeah, me too. Yep, same. I always like to know about the background of some films, especially Star Wars. The uh, sounding design is actually very, very...
0: Was it Ben uh, Burtt that was in charge of all the previous films? Hmm? Ben Burtt?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was the one that was in charge of the last few. Since he's been working there so long.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a very interesting film. I give it's ABC was in charge of this one. I feel like everyone should stop by the the ABC News website and uh, give it a look. It's about twenty six minutes long. It's what you expect. It's a little mini documentary. Uh, Star Wars is one of those franchises that not only is it like a terrific movie, terrific story. Visually, but also sonically, I feel like the franchise is just so solid, and there's a reason why John Williams' his scores have got, and awards after awards after awards. But that's Absolutely, not the yeah. only thing okay. that makes the series good. It's the noises that really take us to a galaxy far, far away. Right, right.
2: I mean, and it's Skywalker Sound is known to. I mean, people go there all the time, every year, to edit and polish the soundtracks for their movies as a production company, it's impressive, so.
0: You know what one of my favorite noises are? Okay, guys. uh, Everybody, uh, kind of like, close your eyes with me. Episode Uh two. That noise the speeder makes when it bogs down during the chase scene. Uh Oh, Oh,
4: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That,
0: that, That noise has been stuck in my head since I watched that movie when I was a young lad. I'll tell you what it's i i just the sound from the prequels all of those sounds are just amazing another mm-hmm. uh, another sound what i like uh, the hell was it oh the uh, the staffs that the magna guards carry oh the electro yeah. staffs
4: yeah. oh yeah <laughs>
0: Like, I'd like to know where that sound came from, because all these are like natural sounds morphed in certain ways, you know, I think that might
1: have came from. A,
0: um What are those things called the. Uh,
1: the coils, the coils that people use to make music out of electricity. Whoop. <laughs> I, for, I, forgot what, I, for, I forgot what it was, but <laughs> I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to you guys on music. that one. Yeah, that that's actually a thing.
0: There's a way somebody that they, the way they did the it. lightsaber for the sound. Remember, they they waved something in front of a like a TV or something, and it made a certain noise, and that's how they got the the lightsaber moving noise. That oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought somebody
1: did it with their mouse No. At some point. No. Like.
0: Let, kid, kid, we
4: were kids. We would make that sound. We, we all. <laughs> that.
0: Sure we <laughs> uh, Jordan, how about mm. this new star destroyer from Solo? The
1: Arrested Cruiser. Uh, the Arrested Cruiser was a throwback to the um, the original design of a star destroyer oh, before the ones that we know now. It's meant to look more like a dagger than the uh, kind of blade design of the original of the uh, Star Destroyers we know now. The backs of it—I'm assuming this is the back because it looks like the back. Um, the engines look like uh, what's that called? Um, satellite dish. <laughs> yeah, satellite dishes. Satellite dishes. I don't know what it is today. I can't think of words. It, uh, the engines kind of look like satellite dishes, and it kind of. The ship itself, the entire ship itself, reminds me of a uh, a supercarrier for, um, like, U.S. carriers for jets. Yeah. It reminds me of that as well.
0: Now, also, uh, there's a picture of something called an Imperial Hauler.
1: The Imperial Hauler, it's to true. me, looks like a, uh, I guess it hauls either cargo or prisoners. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to guess something by the name of Arrester Cruiser. What was
4: that, Jay? I was saying, like, yeah, I was agreeing with what Jay was saying.
0: Yeah.
3: I feel like it hauls prisoners because in the Han Solo trailer, we see uh, a few of them. I think one is firing at the other, so maybe Han or Kira got captured in one and they took it over and they started firing at everybody
1: else. And I feel like that would be pretty cool to see. But you remember, the Imperial Hauler, um, it looks... You remember in the Clone Wars, they used to use that as somewhat of a transport ship, though?
4: Really? Mm, true.
1: They used that on um, when Rex and Cody went to the... Uh, what's it called? It was the uh, base on a meteor that was protecting Kamino. It was the radar base on an asteroid protecting Kamino. They used it to get there when it was taken over.
0: Oh, I don't think that's the exact where,
1: same ship. No, I not think you're I know mixing it up with the.
0: I don't think it's the same ship, but I know it what it the episode is talking like about. It. It's where uh, Echo and Fives and all that crew and Heavy and stuff. Yeah. Rip, my Rookies. man it's Heavy. The episode's called Rookies. Yeah. Rip. Everybody, what you mean?
3: That's where That's <laughs> That's where. That's where Echo got his uh, his handprint and, like with the big worm thing.
0: Oh, uh, by the way, we're going to get Gabe out from Solo. Hmm? We're 88 days out from Solo.
1: Eat twice. These 88 Trans- days need to fly yeah. by. Just down.
4: It's the final so, canker.
0: Grandmaster No, I have a question for you. Oh boy, I'm waiting. These uh, Solo Star Wars story tie-in books and comics. No.
2: just cracking my neck here trying to get ready right for this. <laughs> <clears throat> so, we now know that there's going to be over 20 different books and comics um that are forthcoming for all sorts of fans um all ages young and old and we know that star wars has has done a good job of catering to various age groups so we can expect the best i think so one of the main one of the main ones star wars last shot it's a han and lando novel being released as a tie-in to the the solo movie that will be coming out in eighty eight days. It's written by New York best time Ta- New York Times best selling author Daniel Jose Older. And it seems to have a couple of different um covers. From what I can tell one of them has Han and the other one has um Lando turned to the back with the Millennium Falcon um projected onto his cape or his cloak. Um, very excited for this. It looks really cool. Um we do know that this, is, um, gonna, this novel is going to take place prior to what happens in the actual movie, Solo. Again, coming around in 88 days. And this is going to focus on Lando and his droid sidekick That's we're going to see in the movie, L-337. Elite? L-37, maybe. Elite? Uh, what, what? Yes?
0: We're going to call it Elite.
2: Oh, is that what they're going to call it? Yes. Elite. elite. Okay, Elite. L-337, Elite. Got it. I wonder, um, well, that makes sense because it looks like a, okay. <laughs> um, I do, I do see that, uh, it'll be nice to see Han's relationship with Lando because we, we already, already have a pretty good idea or a grasp on his relationship with Chewie, you know, best buds and all that, but kind of in Empire, Empire Strikes Back and then later in, um, Return of the Jedi, we see there's a little bit of a rivalry almost between them. So to see them back when they were, I don't know, friends or just fellow hoodlums um, working, trying to scam together. It's going to be really interesting. Um, So the the convention exclusive cover has Leith on one side and Chewy on the other side. Um, Both of them have the Millennium Falcon um, projected onto them. So I do expect the Millennium Falcon to have a key role in all of this. Um, And then as well, we have an adult novel coming out. It's called most wanted from the author ray carson and is gonna i mean it has kira and han solo on the cover so i'm assuming it's going to talk about um kind of their their life together on on corellia and their teenage years their young adult years probably a romance with a romantic spin on it as well comic fans are going to be hyped as hell to see that there's going to be another lando miniseries uh in the making But this time it's going to, again, be uh, the events right up to Solo, giving them, giving more of a background between Lando and Lee. And we see the Childish Gambino version of Lando on the cover. This is going to be great, I think. I don't know if it's going to have spoilers or not. So I won't, I won't say anything. I won't encourage anybody necessarily. We'll, we'll get more information as time goes on. And then we see some awesome art coming out of, um, probably that we will see along and then as well a whole bunch of different guides Uh, han solo um solo star wars a star wars story the official guide um got to all kinds of different things star wars creatures and aliens a guide to that and then you have the mighty i mean we can talk about this all day so i'll just go over the the major ones you have uh, a children's book the mighty chewbacca in the forest of fear star wars adventures um freak excuse me Star Wars adventures and more Star Wars adventures, kind of um, a little bit more of a less of this intense take, but at least we have some comics coming out about Han Solo and not just Lando. A lot of um, Star Wars adventures. And then another one, Star Wars, I'm a Wookiee, another children's book. Um, Yeah, I mean, we could keep going through them, but um, I assume fans can look at it. And then also a coloring book. This is going to be an awesome addition for all kinds of creativity side of it. Um, I don't know if anyone else wanted to chime in or they had, they had some different ideas. And also a sticker book before I um, sign off on that. Over a thousand stickers. I mean, I'm getting that. I'm going to sticker that that all over my notebooks, my computer and everything.
1: Bro, so. Big J, any, any words? You know, that Star Wars I Am A Wookiee book, that cover, even though it's not final, I'd probably read it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> i believe right. that I Am A Wookiee. <clears throat> Just because it's a children's book, I feel like reading a children's book.
3: yeah i really like the uh, cover for lando double on nothing it just looks amazing with the millennium falcon and just lando looks pretty awesome still has that smirk i think it's going to be a good book and all the other ones i can't wait to read
2: this is exciting yeah man yeah it's like a sort of amateur connoisseur of star wars novels i'm definitely going to be copying um, the new novel when it comes out yep
0: Yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to all this. Uh, I collect a lot of Star Wars books, and I see a lot of these are child-oriented, so it'll help the next generation of Star Wars fans come into this era and enjoy Star Wars for all the wonderful things that it brings us. Uh, Jordan, give us uh, a little bit of details on this new Battlefront update
1: the new battlefront update introduces jetpack cargo. It's a limited time mode and it's only going to be up for about until March 8th. I assume, no, it is until March 8th. Um, they will maybe make it permanent if they get good enough feedback for it. And there's also been some patches, um, and some changes like with Boba Fett, his jetpack has gotten faster. It doesn't last as long. And, um, his EE3 has been buffed at range. Um, Iden Versio has also gotten a buff as well. She's extremely overpowered at this point in Heroes vs. Villains. I agree. <laughs> she's not unstoppable, but she's pretty bad.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> Most definitely.
1: She's gay. Uh,
3: yeah, uh, um, the new update is actually really cool. I like how they nerf some stuff and they buff some stuff. I also love the new game mode, uh, the jetpack cargo. It's really fun and like really entertaining. I remember when I first played it, Like for the first day, I was so terrible. And then, like, the next day after that, I just started getting really awesome RPG kills. So, I feel like it was a pretty good update. Uh, I can't wait to play more Jetpack Cargo. Hopefully, it doesn't go well. Hopefully, it can come back soon. But, yeah, I
4: just can't wait. I hope for that as well. Like, Camino. That would be amazing on that map as well.
3: Ooh,
1: definitely. Oh, that would be, that would be a good one. Endor. I feel like that would go ahead. Endor. I honestly feel oh. like that Camino would probably be a clusterfuck. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> a whole bunch of people through, up all I feel like Endor at night in the forest would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, you have it, a jetpack, so you can get over the Pretty good. Right, right. So, there's rumors about EA losing Star Wars, like the whole franchise and stuff, because of the the fan backlash. But isn't it kind of like the trendy thing to like hate on Star Wars now? <sighs>
1: I mean, since the prequels came out, it's pretty much been a thing for a pretty long time. But uh, I honestly feel like this amount of backlash, and this is mostly coming from Star Wars fans, this isn't a hate of Star Wars because it's Star Wars or because it's not what people remember. It's a hate because of what the gaming industry is starting to become and what EA has done to Star Wars. It's an outrage at EA more than Star Wars. Yeah. I feel like uh, like
3: if EA does lose Star Wars, I feel like there's going to be other companies coming in to continue the games of Star Wars and probably add more canon
4: stories. Yes. And One of my favorite companies I wish would take the reins, which is Naughty Dog. If Naughty Dog could get their hands on Star Wars, I'm thinking. Uncharted
0: type thing. You-
1: I wanted them to um, probably try and bring back and revive 1313 after it was canceled. And um, that Visceral Games linear story that they were thinking of making before that was closed down. I would like to see them try and remake something else linear coming from Nutty Dog, of course. I wouldn't have an issue with that. I mean, people are saying that um, Star Wars shouldn't be a linear franchise Um, coming from the right people. If you can do it right, I don't see a problem.
0: To my knowledge, Respawn Entertainment is currently working on a Star Wars uh, title.
1: Um, uh, I don't really know much about this, but I know it's becoming a thing. If it does come out, I'm hoping it's something that's going to be good. Uh, I'm not saying Titanfall is a bad series of games because it's not by any means, but I don't think Respawn are the people to really
4: make it. Yeah, that's it true. Nice to see four three four take the reins of it, in my opinion. Three four three? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna see them. Yeah. Well, yeah sure. saying- we need more Go Star ahead. Wars games.
0: I I don't want just want these shoot 'em up battlefront games. I want story driven video games that add something to the Star Wars canon, mm-hmm. whether it be for this saga, the next saga, or mm-hmm. the one after that, or even if it's connected to a Dan television show, I don't care. I want more content that we can play. Mm-hmm.
4: definitely
1: there there was a canceled darth maul game i forgot who was making it was for the week it was
0: was it for the week it was for the way
1: it was a canceled darth maul game that featured him after um phantom menace when he got cut in half and i don't know why they canceled it but i feel like it would have been an amazing idea to make a star wars game centered around darth maul because i know a lot of people want to know more about him yeah, there's the comic books, but there's a lot of people that want to, you know, play with them. Yeah. That's why there's so many mains <laughs> in Battlefront 2. But um, I would love to see a Force Unleashed-style game for Dark Maul. Well,
3: if you think about it, it's going to be a very short story. Because as we know, he got sucked into a trash compactor and was sent to, I believe it was Lotho Minor. was laid there, and then he pretty much used the force to make spider legs and he lived off scraps off the little snake thing. Well, the snake thing brought him uh, food, and then the snake got the scraps. So there's not really that much story. Maybe you could say, oh, we fought against, like, like the trash people there. But there's not really going to be a big story. I'd like a comic book about it,
1: but probably not a whole video game. If, if not after he got cut in half, maybe before he became, a, like, a true apprentice of um yeah of palpatine see that because would be an awesome story you like could training and- i mean i could even take after yet again there's a lot more that you left out of there like after he got his legs he was able to go back to uh mother thousand and get another pair of legs so that was house.
3: that was made in the clone wars though so why- yes and i would
1: I, I would understand that like i said it was after phantom menace so this is after phantom menace until he dies there's a lot between there yeah, that you yeah, could probably. use for game. It's true. And I would love a Mandalorian, a, another Mandalorian game, maybe one featuring Boba Fett too, as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, great like this. What do you think about it?
4: Go me? ahead. What was it? Who? Oh, sorry.
2: Uh, um, you cut off for a second. <clears throat> I think it depends. Are we go- Are we going for... Well, either way, it would, the game would have to be intriguing. Are we going for some, would we want something that adds something new to the canon or one that makes um, a cool part of the canon playable? Um, that's really what it boils down to. I think that was a difference um, between uh, Joke the Rogue and Jordan. I do, however, would probably, it would be pretty cool to see um, some of his training, some of his early missions under Palpatine, Stuff that's really alluded to, but never in-depth. I know there's comics, and I'm, and I'm not sure if they cover it or not. I can't speak to it. But that would be a cool period, I think.
0: Yeah, we're going to wrap this up, and we're going to take a break here. So here is uh, the Rogue Rant. It's now time
4: for the Rogue Rant.
3: Yo, what's up, guys? It's Luke the Rogue here with the Rogue Rant. Today I'll be talking about the Emperor Palpatine's Superstar Destroyer called the Eclipse. The Eclipse is one of the first ships in the first order technically and is currently an Executor class Superstar Destroyer, but could be possibly changed in the future because of the Eclipse class that we know of in Legends. And it could be changed in Episode 9. It's possible we could see this ship as the Eclipse class from Legends, and see the ship as the ne- as the new capital ship for the first order because the supremacy was cut in half. If the Eclipse becomes the Eclipse class, it could be, it could still keep the First Order strong and powerful, and it would be interesting to see the ship fight off against the Resistance. Also, instead of it being the Eclipse class, it could be a normal, it could still be the Executor class, but have a Super Laser of some kind. Cause I think if they add that in, then it would make the Super Star Destroyer a little bit more powerful, and a little bit more menacing against the new Rebellion.
2: Welcome back everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed your rogue rants right now. We have some more awesome material to go over this week or actually last week. JJ Abrams was on the, the Colbert show and they had quite an interesting, um, interesting back and forth going on. JJ Abrams was asked about the pressures of directing the new star Wars and what we do know is though episode nine remains untitled, at least to the wider audience, he did reveal that the script is in fact
0: written. Yeah, he did. Uh, it was a good little interview, and I, I don't know if it was the first time J.J. was on there, but I know that Colbert and J.J. have some sort of relationship uh, other than just, you know, doing the normal stuff. Uh, but you guys, all, all you guys got to think, like how much pressure is actually on J.J. Abrams. He began this uh, saga, not saga, but this uh, trilogy. And now he, ha- he has the, I want to say, it, is it even a, a pleasure of ending it or is it more of a, like a, a curse? I mean, I don't, I don't wish this upon anyone to direct a Star Wars movie. The amount of pressure and the amount of fear it would take, not would take, but you would get from making a Star Wars movie, especially the last one in a series. Would this be overwhelmingly? Oh, I couldn't even imagine. But the the knowledge that episode nine is done, it's written, and I believe they're going to start shooting at the end of July. That uh, which would line up with the two thousand nineteen release date. Uh, I think this is. I think we've talked about this before. That episode nine, in our in my opinion, will focus on the Jedi children that Ray will eventually trained to be her own uh absolutely any thoughts on this jay or
1: Lo? yeah i got it i got a few um i agree with you there's probably a tremendous amount of pressure on uh, abrams for this and um i do feel like he may end up making this whole Ray and Kylo Ren thing work, you know, the whole Riddle theory that everybody came up with at their episode 7 I feel like that actually may end up coming to fruition or or Kylo Ren will change will switch to the dark side I mean the light. Sorry. He will come back to the light Considering uh, I mean, what has <clears throat> happened in the original trilogy with Darth Vader mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I actually have a few theories on what is going to happen. I feel like uh, there will be... Well, the time between uh, The Last Jedi and Episode Nine is probably be around three to four years, as it was with uh, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. It was a year difference between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Um, so I feel like there's going to be a decent amount of time, so who knows what's going to happen between then. Maybe Rey will have taught new students, but... I feel like the beginning of episode nine will show her training to go against Kylo Ren once more. And she'll be trained by no other than the force ghosts of Luke Skywalker, Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda, and Anakin Skywalker. I feel like she'll be trained by them and they will give her guidance on how to defeat the dark side once and for all. And it will finally end the Skywalker saga there. They like will it would just be done, which is a sad moment, but it could happen. I feel like in their final battle, Kylo Ren will turn to the light side as Anakin's force ghost pops up and tells him this is not the way he should be doing this. He should be doing something else. He should be like, I don't know, just turning to the light and Anakin should show him the effects of the dark side, what happened to him. Because as we know, Kylo Ren asked his grandfather to show him the dark side and he showed him it. But he never showed him what the effects were of it. So if Anakin says you never got the full story, look what is what look what it had made me do. Yeah. And look and look what it can do to yourself. And I feel like that's gonna be a big part in episode nine.
4: JL. Well, I would be nervous JJ, because I'm I'm ending a trilogy, which millions and millions of fans love. I mean, a series, basically a whole genre, in my opinion, in total. And I, I'm, I'm rooting for him, dude. I feel like he can do a great job, honestly. I'm like, the movie's going to be great. I mean, he's, he's a great
0: director, in my opinion.
4: And whatever he's going to do, I'm looking forward to.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, recently, uh, Mark Hamill got a star on the Hollywood Walker theme. Well-deserved, yeah. well well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah. Long overdue, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. definitely. Uh, he, well, the Force will be with the original Luke Skywalker on March 8th as Mark Hamill joins the ranks of Hollywood's top icons on the legendary Boulevard. He will receive the 2,630th star on the walkway, according to a variety. The tradition... The traditional Walk of Fame ceremony will take place on Hollywood Boulevard in front of the El Capitan. El Capitan Theater. Mark Hamill tweets, can't say this is a dream come true because I was never foolish enough to think something like this could ever happen. When part of me doubts I deserve such an honor, I remind myself that someone got a star for just one crappy reality show. Oh, hashtag beyond grateful. I mean, this is great news for Mark Hamill. I mean, I understand he's he is Luke Skywalker, but he is more than just Luke Skywalker. He is the
4: voice. He's Joker. He's almost yeah. every like iconic comic book character I know. Probably.
0: Well, he does a lot of voice acting, and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of us don't understand like how or what what or what I even say his how extensive his work actually is. And how much stuff he's actually been in? Uh, from what uh, I mean, mm, what do I want to see here? Uh, Mark Hamill said that he regrets doubt he he regrets voicing his doubts and in insecurities in public about John, Ryan Johnson's creative decisions on his uh, Luke Skywalker character, but then again. Like, he got this. He got this star now. So like, of course he's probably like, "Fuck!" Like, I, I shouldn't have said that stuff. You know. I mean, the movie made like nine hundred and seventy million dollars at the box office.
4: Seventy billion? Jesus!
0: No million. Oh, million. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and it's a really highly rated film by critics. It's it's. I mean, fans hate it, but critics love it. A lot of are like that. Uh, well said. Well said. Uh, That's yeah. the funny part. Technically, we are the critics. Yeah, we, we we should be the critics, not the not the guys that sit on uh, in like a nice little office and is like, yeah, that would movie pretty good. Yeah, uh, ninety
4: percent, point seven, no, eight point five,
1: no, Uh <laughs> Yeah. James William yeah. Bottom Tooth. <laughs> Another
0: story popped up. Lucasfilm trademarks what might be the next name of an animated series. They trademarked Star Wars Resistance. Uh, Logan, would you like to take this? Uh, Yeah, definitely,
3: man. I can't wait for when this series does come out because it will probably fill in the holes between episodes eight and nine. And as we know, Carrie Fisher has passed. So they may show her death on this new series which will be sad for most of us fans because then that way we won't see her on the big screen anymore and it would just be, you know, kind of like a punch in the gut. I feel like it would be a nice end to her so we can actually see it on screen instead of like a stupid off-screen death. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I feel like it's going to put in a lot more. We might see Ray teach new students or get training by the Force Ghosts, which I am looking forward to. We can also see many more allies with the resistance. We may even see Hammerhead Corvettes or old ships that were used uh with by the rebellion Here's or the, the
0: new fist one of the live action or is this gonna be the animated?
3: Uh the animated.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah. So I believe it'll just be that. But I just can't wait for it to happen. I know there's gonna be many new characters. Well I bet there'll be many new characters and there's a lot more things that will come into the series.
0: I think it will still be part of the Skywalker saga. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah mo- most definitely.
0: Uh, Resistance kind of infers that it's the Resistance versus the First Order, so maybe it's gonna focus like you know how Star Wars Rebels does like between episodes three and four and shows like the formation of the resist of the rebellion. So maybe this Good. like shows the formation of the Resistance. You know, uh, like right. after the New mm. Republic takes over and kind of when the first order starts to rise again and will rise from the the embers or whatever the hell is left of the empire at that point maybe and showing the superstar story of the eclipse oh my god here we go anyway <laughs> it, it will show the resistance rising to meet it you know yeah so i think it's a good i mean hopefully that's that's what this show is i would like to see something like that i would like that time frame explored because what we had quite the uh, the time gap between episode 6 and 7. And Ooh, definitely. I, I, a good 30 years of what the hell happened. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of uh, characters that need to be explored still, like uh, Poe's origins. And I, and I understand that there's comics for that, and that there's books for that. But I want media, I want video media to, to represent that, that missing time. Uh, not necessarily Poe. I know I just brought that up as an example. But... Um, Mohamed, what do you think about uh, something placed in that, that time frame?
2: Oh, I'm super excited, especially, I mean, most people aren't in it for the politics, I, I realize, but me personally, I, that's like one of the most fascinating parts. So I really want to see the, the Republic, um, the New Republic, what happened, how did how did it start crumbling, what, what, in what way did the ashes of the Empire give birth to the First Order? All these questions um I'm really looking forward to see what, what's going on behind the scenes, the political actions. Um, so I'm really excited for it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, what about you, Jordan? Um,
1: I would really like to see how they created the supremacy and how, how much it took to make it. Because I know, you, I know we all have an idea of the scale of the ship. It's known to be just about as large as the state of New York itself and i'm wondering you know i'm mostly focused on the ships to be honest (laughs) i want to see how the supremacy was created and uh that mandator four that they showed in uh episode eight as well at the beginning of the movie i would love to see where that came from as well
3: yeah Um, as we know in battlefront 2 uh shriv talks about uh General Organa's stories about the Dreadnoughts and how it was menacing and how it was terrifying. So maybe we could see some of her stories in this new series.
0: Yeah. Uh, so are you guys familiar with, uh, Dr. Aphra? Not uh, too yes.
2: well. Maybe you could enlighten us. Yeah. So. yeah.
0: me. My- Dr. Aphra is a Marvel comic that of course is Star Wars material. Uh, Recently no, I out. thought it was Walking Dead. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, Hera Sandula is in the Afro comic. Uh, it's not her first appearance, but uh, and uh, the Ghost crew popped up in the the, the Kane and the Last Cadawan series. But Doctor Afra is in this this uh, this doc not Doctor Doctor <laughs> Yeah, what's her name? Uh, Hera is Dr. in this I- Doctor Afra comic. Hera is uh I have never really read any of the Afra comics. I know who she is, and I know uh, I think someone impo- implied that she's a lesbian of some sort. Uh, <laughs> I think I had an argument with a guy on a discussion one day about Dr. Afra being uh, Ray's actual mother, and I, I think I dug a little bit and I found out that there's that Afra gives off a little bit of a lesbian vibe and that she gives <laughs> off the little lesbian vibe towards uh, I want to say Han's first wife. But that, I mean, I don't know. I've not, uh, well, I'm not familiar with that sort of stuff in Star Wars. So, but anyway, yeah. with uh, the Rebels thing going back to where the show began here, uh, Hera survives. We all know this. So this could be yeah. a little bit more exploration of what happened to Hera. What what is Hera doing in the timeline? What is Hera? Do after Rogue One, because I want to. I want to imagine in a perfect world that Hera survived uh, the events of Rogue One and the Battle of Scarif, because we do. Uh, see she did,
3: oh, sure. and the Forces of Destiny uh, little cartoon for kids. use on Endor with Han Solo, and she's dropping off rations so the Ewoks won't eat the Stormtroopers. And Han Solo <laughs> has to admit that the ghost is better than the Falcon.
0: Excellent. So, yeah, like like I, like I was gonna say, we do see the ghost multiple sh- shots during uh, Rogue One. Uh, yeah, but we even see Chopper. Uh, yeah, like you said, yeah, the forces is a destiny. Yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure yeah. on the whole Afra thing being a lesbian, but from what I can see there's there's a couple panels of her like kissing a guy in this one, too. Uh, yeah. There's an Afra, Afra action figure coming out. Actually, hmm. it was one. It, it was announced at one of the toy fairs. Hmm. I'm not really um, sure what she is, but uh, I know that she, Afra captures Hera in this comic.
3: Book. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, funny picture of uh Hera with the bow on top. And yeah, Afra talking to. It looks like an imperial admiral.
0: Yep. Well, I'd say that's all the news we have for today. But we put up a live stream today on YouTube. Uh, Jordan, what is it called?
1: Uh, Do Like Discussion Podcast. What did we say? The last stream?
0: No, Revenge of the Streams. Oh,
1: Revenge of the Streams, yeah. (laughs) The last
0: stream is next week. Yeah, the last stream is next week. Uh, And I think the 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 week after that, it will be Attack of the Streams. Uh, stream awakens. The stream awakens. Uh, a, a the, new, the phantom stream. stream. The phantom stream. A new stream. The, uh, all the stream strikes back.
3: Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Stroke rogue stream.
0: Yeah, the
4: rogue stream. Ooh, yep. 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 We have to do the attack and then, the stream.
0: Yeah, stream. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Return to <of> the stream. <laughs> but, uh. Oh. We're going to have some t-shirts up here. Uh, if you guys are anyone's interested, uh, email us and we'll get a t-shirt sent out to you. We have an Instagram page and I, we try to bring this up every, every episode. Logan does not do a good enough job with the Instagram or Twitter and I give him hell for it every week and he just posts the same picture over and over and over again. Uh, which I don't know how that's going to make anyone want to follow a page whenever you post the same goddamn thing every week.
4: Uh, post a selfie, man. Yeah. Uh,
0: post like, 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 get these guys hyped up about you growing a mustache. I know you can't, but like, it. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> a rogue hair appeared today on the rogue's lip. Like, look at this. No motivation. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh. If you guys could head on over to Instagram, Twitter, search up uh, Duback Discussion, and give us a like, I'd be greatly appreciated. Our presence on Facebook has spread a lot wildly. Uh, We're also available on multiple discussion pages within Facebook. You can find us at SoundCloud, Blueberry, and iTunes now. Uh, You can email us at uh, dubackdiscussion at gmail.com.
4: Do we have anything going on Twitch?
0: Is that a uh, thing? No, we don't do Twitch right now. Uh, that that would be up to Jordan for us to do a Twitch thing. Right now, we're just going to focus on YouTube. Uh, last week, we talked about possibly making actual YouTube videos involving maybe a gameplay montages or theories, which would feature our very own Jordan White, yeah, Joe the Road. One thing that I wanted to uh, want to say is thank you everyone that listens to this podcast and for the support we appreciate everything. And I know not a lot of people listen to this podcast, but every little bit helps. If you, even if you uh, send this, show it to your wife, show it to your girlfriend, show it to your best friend, it it, it helps. Like I said, uh, all of us here at the Do Back Discussion will appreciate your support. But with that being said, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to wrap this show up. Thank you guys for stopping by and taking the time out of your day to uh, do this wonderful podcast with us.
4: My pleasure, man. I love it. For
0: sure. Thank you for uh, being on this episode, JL. We appreciate your input on some stuff. Uh, Next week, we'll be featuring a new host. Uh, He goes by the name of uh, Randy Wolbert. Uh, We call him Randy Bovandy. He is a local for me. As if you guys didn't know, everyone in this podcast is spread out throughout the United States, and I think that's what allows us to have multiple views on these various articles that we go over. Uh, next week, I'm gonna we're gonna dive into theories a little bit more, and we're gonna have a little bit longer. Row Grant and I want I want to try to get a couple YouTube videos out next week. Uh, next week via stream, uh, we haven't been having that long of ones. We're we're used to maybe hour or two streams. We'll try our best next week. So just stay tuned for a lot more content coming. Uh, this is uh, TJ Bowser uh, signing out. Jordan
3: White
4: on the side is out. Joke the Rogue signing off.
3: Grandmaster Mo
2: peace and out.
4: JL, may the force be with you all.
0: See you guys.
2: And to all a good night. <laughs> <laughs>